Before we begin today's recording, I'd like to apologize because I've been gone for about five days, maybe about a week max, and that's because the little one, the baby of the house, was down with a stomach bug, and wifey and I were taking care of him. Um, wifey's on, um, uh, what's it called? That holiday that you pick uh, at the end of the year, what's it called? Mm, annual leave, yeah. So wifey's on annual leave and we're taking care of him. And um, apparently we didn't um, observe good hygiene in taking care of him. And we got both of ourselves infected. And so the whole household pretty much, except the firstborn was um, down, my six-year-old. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight because we were all uh, down with some uh, tummy bug, some bacterial thing. And that's why I was missing for about a week. Now, um, it has given me time to think that perhaps I need to come up with some contingency plans, maybe start batch recording so that I'm not missing for any significant length of time in the uh, future. And uh, so with the apologies out of the way, I'd also like to say um, welcome to the new listeners because I had a look at the stats um, just now since I've been gone for a while and I noticed that our listenership has tripled. I'm not sure what is the reason for that. And so I'd like to say thank you to those of you who have been liking, sharing, uh, commenting or otherwise trying to promote the podcast. So I'd like to attribute this um, significant growth to you guys. So thank you very much for pushing the gospel out there. It's always nice to have more people on board um, so that we can keep sharing the good news and the gospel of how to grow our businesses using the discipline of personal sales. So thank you very much for those of you who have been supporting um, all this while. Okay, so with that out of the way, I think... um, Yeah, we should just resume, let's do a recap, and then we will um, get the show on the road. So, we the conversation that we're currently having is on how to close the deal in dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blank for whatever your industry um, is. And of course, this is based on how to close the deal in real estate, which was a session that I did with the folks at Kairos uh, Real Estate over in Abuja. And so in the last uh, two or three recordings, we looked at the the main question of whether closing the deal in real estate is different from closing in any other field. And that led us into looking at uh, the differences in simple versus complex sales scenarios, um, how we can tell them apart, uh, the differences in the deal size or the amounts, the uh, complexity of the subject, the number of the parties, and how desirable it is to have future relationships. And uh, yeah, I think that just about sums up where the conversation has been so far. So today, we're just going to push the conversation one more step further, just one more question. And we're going to look at the implication for um, how that affects your sales process. So assuming now that we have a firm grasp on uh, simple versus complex sales scenarios, the next question is going to be, so if I'm in a simple sales scenario, how does that affect how I should sell? And if if I'm in a complex sales scenario, how does that affect how it is that I'm going to sell? So uh, in the previous recordings, we looked at different scenarios. We looked at um, selling a dress versus um, selling in the wedding uh, space and versus uh, closing in real estate. And I would like you guys to bear that in mind as we continue um, these series of conversations. 
So, now what are the implications for a simple versus a complex um, sales scenario? And it's basically this. If you're going to be involved in complex sales scenarios, then um, you can't just go in and toast or go in and freestyle as lots of people would like to do. You need to adopt a much more consultative selling style. And we can distinguish this from a product selling style, which is pretty much what people do when they're involved in a simple sales scenario. So it's the dress or it's the agusi or it's just the watch. Um, you have to be much more product selling oriented about it. So you're going to talk about the features and the benefits. You know, this dress is from Milan. It's made from Egyptian cotton or this is a swatch. It's the reigning model for 2022 or this is the... Uh, this is the um, the Jordan Nike Airs uh, pre-sale for 20, uh, 2023 or whatever. If you're in a simple sales scenario, it's going to be all about the products and features and benefits. And that's what it is that you're going to push. Now, for those of us who are in much more complex sales scenarios, like I pointed out, um, for those of us in the uh, wedding space, the particularly the photographer it's kind of a complex scenario the wedding planner definitely in a complex scenario but if you are a pyro person you just uh, you deal with the uh, the firecrackers you know those things that light up during the reception i suspect i could be wrong um, there's room for debate on that one but i suspect you're in a much more simple sales scenario so if you're selling firecrackers i guess you're down to um, features and benefits and that would be um, these firecrackers are cold uh, so they're not going to start a fire they're safe so even if he hits the bride in the face she's not going to get burnt or if he hits the bride in her dress she's not going to get burnt uh, let's see what else you know, basically all those um, features and benefits, you know, this is dry ice technology or this is cool fire technology and all of that. But then if you're a photographer or you're a uh, wedding planner, you have to be much more consultative about this. Now, how do you approach this in a consultative manner? Well, obviously, we have to look at the original consultants on the scene. Now, of course, the original consultants on the scene are... Um, as we've referred to in previous episodes on the podcast, uh, people um, like the doctors, the accountants, and the lawyers. So when you're going to see a brain surgeon, the brain surgeon is not going to start talking about features and benefits. The brain surgeon is going to ask you a couple of questions. Um, why are you here? Uh, when did the tremors start? Um, what makes you think it could be um, um, a brain issue? Uh, did you have any trauma? Um, let's go for a C-scan. Sorry, I don't know the medical terms. So I'm just making stuff up. And it's the same with the lawyer. The lawyer is not just going to say, okay, Mrs. Okedengbe, this is what we're going to do. We're going to file this motion. We're going to file this report. We're going to do this. The lawyer is going to say, ah, Mr. Okedengbe, welcome to the office. Uh, sit down. So tell me, what's the problem? When did you and your tenants start having issues? Um, how long has the tenancy been on? What has the rent been? What has the working relationship been like? What kind of con uh, contract did you guys uh, sign? Um, how did you guys meet? What's the relationship been like? And it's the same thing with your accountant. Your accountant is not just going to say, okay, Mr. Ayede, uh, sit down. What we're going to do is we're going to file a C-24 at the um, Federal, Federal Inland Revenue Service. I'm just making things up. I don't know if that kind of form exists. So he's not just going to say, sit down, let's file this paperwork. He's going to say, okay, Mr. Ayede, thank you very much uh, for coming in today. 
uh, let's have a chat. How long have you been in business? What are the kind of profits that you declare? Is this a for-profit initiative or um, is this an, um, an NGO? Um, what kind of services do you uh, sell? Um, are you behind on tax uh, on your tax returns? Um, what do you want to What do you want to um, achieve with these filings? Are you trying to um, Are you trying to engage in a, what's that term? Is it tax avoidance? Tax avoidance. I think that's where you use legal means to reduce the level of tax that you pay. Uh, what else? But bottom line. You can see that um, all the people that we call as uh, that we've looked at in this uh, situation, the old school um, consultants, they don't just say, this is what we're going to do. They ask you a couple of questions. Sometimes it looks like they're beating around the bush, but they're not. Because all these questions that they ask are giving information that they need to be able to make a valid diagnosis at the end of the day to say that this is the best um, path that we need to take. And that is what gives us confidence that these people know exactly what it is that they're talking about. So if you got to the brain surgeon and the brain surgeon said, okay, that's no problem. What we need to do is to conduct a lobotomy and you'll be fine. Um, again, I'm just making stuff up. I don't know if they carry out lobotomies um, these days. So if he comes and says, oh, uh, we're just going to carry out a lobotomy and you'll be fine. You'd run for the hills. You'd be like, this guy doesn't know what he's uh, talking about. Let me go and look for somebody else. But if the person asks all the relevant questions and says, okay, Mr. Ayede, this is what we need to do. Um, we need to run this test, run this test. And if these and these are the parameters, then we might have to schedule in for surgery. These are the implications. These are the success rates. Um, this is what I recommend in my own professional opinion. And it's the same thing with the accountant. The accountant will say, okay, Mrs. Ogedengbe, with all the information that we've gotten so far, I think these and these and these are what we need to file to achieve goals one, two, three, and four. And to keep the regulators happy, we just need to file 6, 7, 8, and 10. And uh, this is my own professional recommendation. And it's the same sort of thing that we, um, uh, those of us who are in complex sales scenarios, need to do. So as a wedding planner or as a photographer, you don't just say, uh, okay, thank you very much um, for coming in today. This is what we're going to do. We'll have a chocolate fountain. Um, Egyptian cotton is all the rage, so everything has to be Egyptian cotton right now. And since, um, uh, what's his name? Davido. Since Davido is the reigning musician, uh, and you guys have all the money to spend, let's just get Davido to uh, perform at the wedding. You know, you just have to sit down and ask them a couple of questions. Thanks. How did you guys hear about us? Okay. Um, what did you guys um, have in mind? What does a perfect wedding day um, mean to you? Uh, when you say you want the wedding to be classy, um, what is it that you mean? When you say you want things to be sophisticated, what is it that you mean? What kind of um, um, seating, dining, decor uh, do you have in mind? Um, how much have you budgeted for ABC and XYZ? Um, there's a whole host of um, questions that I know that wedding planners ask, and so I know I'm not doing this particular uh, segment any justice. But for those of you who are um, who have friends who are wedding planners, um, you know, call them up, sit down with them, go through their roster of questions, and it'll be really enlightening the kind of questions that uh, these people have to ask their clients before they um, before they give a um, a quote. 
And that's the sort of um, mindset that we ought to adopt. If you think you find yourself in a complex sales scenario, realize that you are a consultant. You're not there to peddle a product. And so don't go on and on about the product features and the benefits. Um, you know, I've seen some wedding photographers talk about, oh, I shoot with the Nikon D something something is the best in the market. You know, blah, 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 1,000 megapixels and this and high frequency separation and um, all that. You know, yes, that might be necessary to close the sale at some point. But you have to do the consultancy, the consultative bit first. Because some people aren't really bothered by uh, the um, all the technical stats and how cool your camera is and um, all of that. Um, and some people are. And if you are with those kinds of clients, it's by walking them through a consultative process that you're going to know that, okay, this is the kind of client who is taken by these sorts of things. So I have to lean in really hard to say I have the latest, I have the biggest, the best, uh, the greatest, and the most expensive on the market, or whatever it is that your sales pitch is going to be. So, um, yeah, let me just wrap it up here, especially since these are things that we're going to keep talking about um, over and over again um, on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. Those are the implications, basically. If you're in a simple sales scenario, then by all means, lean into your product features and your benefits. So if you're selling watches, I think that's a relatively um, simple sales scenario. So just dig in. You know, this is the latest. This is the greatest. This is the best. This is the from the season, from the 2023 season. But you can see that that's not going to work when it comes to much more complex things like wedding planning or real estate. You can't start talking about this house is built with um, the finest burnt um, red big bricks and is uh, eco-friendly and is this and this and this and that. Except if you've had a consult um, a consultative session with the prospective customer and you know that they are bothered about whether it's red bricks or whether it's eco-friendly or whether it's um, energy efficient and um, um, all those things. So if you're in a complex sales scenario, like I suspect some of us in the wedding industry space are, or whatever it is that you're involved in, maybe you sell insurance, but just give it some thought. If you're in a complex sales scenario, then you have to take a much more consultative um, approach. Now, we can't really exhaust that on the podcast here. We'll talk about that some more in future episodes. And of course, um, pay attention to other sales podcasts um, in uh, whatever business space. Like there's a sales podcast that is dedicated to plumbing that I listen to. And you get to learn lots of interesting stuff when you listen to people from other spheres of life, other disciplines um, discuss about selling. So don't just listen to this uh, podcast. Look for other podcasts as well dedicated to um, the art of selling and you'll learn um, lots of uh, good stuff. So now that we're done with the first question, pretty much, which is, um, is closing in real estate different from closing in any other field or, you know, is closing in weddings uh, uh, weddings and the event space, is that different from any other field? We're going to move on to the next question, which is, what does closing mean? Now, if you've been following the approach so far, you know, 
or I'm sure you get the idea that I'm not going to go straight into a yes or no or give a definite answer like that because the question, what does closing mean, has some assumptions that come along with it. I would like us to take our time, break down those assumptions so that we can give a much more um, wholesome answer at the end of the day. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.